0: Hello and welcome to Motive Insights, the Motive Partners podcast where we live and breathe the next generation of financial technology.
1: Hello everyone, this is Live Masters, I'm a founding partner with Motive. And I'm thrilled to be here today in conversation with my friend and colleague, the CEO and founder of Case, Matt Brown. Case is the operator of an online tech enabled platform that facilitates the investment in alternatives to an array of investors and their advisors. And this is a company that we have just recently announced a very significant private funding round jointly with our colleagues at Apollo. Hi, Matt.
0: Blythe, how are you? So great to be uh, with you today.
1: Likewise, and thanks for your partnership so far. I'd love perhaps if you could Give our listeners some background on yourself and the journey that brought you to this important milestone.
0: Yeah, sure. Happy to. And again, thank you to the entire Motive team and Apollo team for leading this round. It's very significant in our development. I look forward to talking a bit more about that. You know, my journey in the world of finance started from a little bit of an unusual spot. I was a liberal arts major when I graduated from school. I took an interview at a firm that I didn't recognize the name of for a job I didn't really understand, and that was Shearson Lehman Brothers, and I was applying for the role of a financial advisor. And I ended up sitting down with this gentleman who was much older, looked like he was out of central casting out of the movie Wall Street, three-piece suit. We spoke for two hours, and I can remember getting up, leaving, and thinking, well, that was interesting. I don't really understand the role, and I'm sure I'm not going to get the job. The next day, the phone rang and he said do you want to work for sherson lehman brothers and i joined the training program and that was the beginning of how i got into finance a year later however i did have a moment with him and i said can i ask you a question why did you hire a kid that wasn't a you know have a degree in economics or finance a liberal arts major to be a financial advisor and he said something that became a lesson of life for me that i've always carried through he said I can teach people the math, but I can't teach people to communicate. And that really kind of turned the light on that finance isn't about spreadsheets. It's about people and business is about people. And with that, you know, I built a business as a financial advisor and then Jumped into the world of alternative investments and distribution.
1: That's a great story. And actually, in some ways, it reminds me of my introduction to finance many years ago. In fact, my version of the guy from Central Casting was someone sitting in an office, a glass office on the side of a smoke filled trading floor with a large number of very vocal, predominantly male traders and the guy that interviewed me was wearing a big red baseball cap, which said across the front, let the big dog eat. <laughs> and he was smoking a cigar throughout the entire interview. Things have evolved, shall we say. <laughs>
0: These stories that we tell are so foreign to our kids, probably the next generation. But those are real times.
1: Exactly. It really was the case. So talk specifically about how you came to founding Case. And what problem and opportunity it was that you thought you would be able to address with that business?
0: Sure. So we launched Case in 2009, literally one of the stories of, you know, on the back of a napkin, sketched out the idea. I had spent the first, you know, 15 years of my career plus in a combination of being a financial advisor and also in the world of alternative investment distribution. So really understanding those two and actually in the world of alternative investment distribution I was focused on distributing into the financial advisor community both domestic and international. And you know, as an entrepreneur I'd started two companies prior I always found that trying to solve problems and seeing opportunities were something that I was quite keen on. And what I looked at was the US wealth management market. And I saw that the big firms, the Morgan Stanley's, the Merrill Lynch's, the JP Morgan's had built very elaborate alternative investment platforms that gave their wealth management teams access to great funds and products. It was a real competitive advantage, but in US wealth management, 50% of the market is made up of thousands and thousands of small firms and those small firms weren't robust or big enough to build their own platform. And so therefore they were going without, they didn't have the same access. So I thought this would be a great moment to see if we could level the playing field, a bit of a David and Goliath story. And we wanted to build a single platform for all the smaller firms or the firms that didn't have alternative investment platforms that they could plug into and make it their own. And as a result, we have been empowering RIAs and independent broker dealers to have a level playing field with the largest wealth management firms globally. And that was the real catalyst. A lot easier said than done. It took a little longer for a lot of different reasons, which we can dive into, but well worth the wait.
1: I was just going to say kudos to you for having had that vision You know, when you did, because it's pretty clear that looking back on all that from the year of 2022, where we sit today, the trend that, that you identified early is very much underway and is at this point, you know, really an irresistible force. Uh, It's driving a lot of opportunity in our world of fintech investing. And because you saw it early, it may have taken a while, but you have managed to carve out a significant position by virtue of having been a first mover. And that's a real advantage because of the lessons that you've obviously accumulated over that time. So good for you.
2: Did you know Motive Partners has a weekly newsletter It's called Motive Insights. It comes out every Sunday morning and it's packed with everything you need to know about financial technology from our team of experts. You can subscribe at motivepartners.com.
1: You know, For the benefit of our audience, can you explain exactly what the case solution and platform does, whether you're a manager and or manufacturer of alts, an advisor or the end investor, how can they use the capabilities of, of what you offer?
0: Yeah, let me really walk you through it in a simple way. Before I do, just that comment about kind of being early or being a pioneer, I do mentor entrepreneurs. And one of the things I say that being early isn't always terrible. You do take a few arrows uh, if you're the pioneer. But if you can survive, you have often built a moat as a first mover that is something that is very valuable. So more on that later, but it served us well today for sure. The Case Platform is a platform. It has two communities that engage with each other. On one end, we have financial advisors. And on the other side of the platform, we have alternative investment asset managers. And we are a to c platform which means that the C, the end investor of the financial advisor gets the benefit of the platform, but really we're only facing off with the financial advisor. And what we've done is we've addressed some of the biggest reasons why these two communities who don't have access to each other, but want each other can begin to freely interact. So financial advisors want more access to alternative investments so they can have better outcomes for their client portfolios. And asset managers want access to financial advisors because they want to be able to grow and diversify their asset base and their shareholder base. But up until Case, it was very complicated for these two communities to connect. And what our platform does is it streamlines the interaction and solves many of the hurdles or problems that have been very challenging for these two communities. So let's take both the user experience from the advisor and also the user experience from the asset manager, the two communities we serve. So a financial advisor will log on to the platform. They will have the opportunity to see standardized views of all different types of funds. So private equity, hedge funds, venture, real estate, and more. They can compare like-to-like products in a way that's never been presented before. They can learn about those products by engaging in our educational platform, Where they can understand asset classes they can understand how those products themselves can be implemented into portfolios they can learn more about the strategies and products to be able to talk to their end clients about them and then when they want to buy and invest in those funds they can do it seamlessly across our platform using our end-to-end technology which of course if you remember these types of funds used to be offered with paper subscription documents nothing could be less scalable and user friendly than that on the post-trade side once the transaction happens, we integrate the reporting with all the major custodians, Fidelity, Schwab, and Pershing. So that private investment shows up in your account for your end client. And we also do downstream reporting to the various ecosystem reporting partners, such as an Orion, Tamarack, or an Adipar. So it really becomes a easy turnkey platform where financial advisors for the first time can get access to great products that were pretty much reserved only for the big institutional investors. And now they have a level playing field to be able to manage money for their end client. Equally as exciting is the experience for the asset manager. For the first time, they have a streamlined way to interact with this highly fragmented community that controls trillions of dollars that actually wants to invest in their funds and products. So it's a real benefit to both sides of the platform. And we're going to continue just to, you know, with your capital, especially just make the user experience and the journey even better.
1: Absolutely. And alongside the fact that we're enthusiastic about the business model, both Apollo and Motive in their own rights, obviously have significant opportunity to enjoy just that experience. So we're looking forward to it. Question now about why this is the right time for you to take on a meaningful injection of capital from, I think, what re- you know, realistically need to be described as strategic investors, not just financially motivated, but also strategic partners to the business. Why is now the right time?
0: Yeah. And we thought a lot about that. This is clearly the largest round of financing that we've done, $225 million, putting the case valuation over a billion dollars. And so very significant on a lot of fronts. There's really two drivers to that. The first, is the market opportunity when we see what's happening in the velocity of the opportunity that's in the market we very much want to be able to invest in case to be able to capture that we're in a great position in the market right now we're in a leadership position but there's so much to be done and when i see the forces at work that are driving even more and more opportunity we want to make sure that we have the right team and the right technology to be able to capitalize Financial advisors are allocating more and more to alternative investments, and it really is transformational and they're doing it and they're wanting to do it on platforms. So we want to be the platform of choice for them. So our ability to scale right now is critical. The second reason is that just because the market opportunity is there doesn't necessarily mean a company is ready to digest that amount of capital. Fortunately, and we kind of referenced it before, we've been in business for quite a long time. We've built an excellent leadership team. We're about 150 total on the team today. And we really feel that we can take on this capital, digest it, and put it to work efficiently and drive enterprise value. So when we look at kind of why now, one, market opportunity is there for us to take and win. And two, we're at a stage at our corporate development to really be able to handle this size of capital and deploy it efficiently.
1: And that speaks um, very much to the conviction that Motive has as an investor at this moment in time. You talked about a lot of things that we look for when we try to identify companies that we want to get behind with our capital. We talked about the underlying theme of growth of alternatives, the opening of architectures and wealth. We've talked about the imperative of leveraging technology to eradicate the manual, painful operational process and free up investors and their advisors and their asset managers to be able to focus on value-added activities instead of just process. And we've also talked about the importance of finding a company that's ready to grow, that's got a moat, that's got a, a right to win. And we think that all of these things are themes that we really believe in, in the example of Case. So it's an exciting time. Let me just switch tracks a little bit and talk about you as an entrepreneur and a leader. We have many of those in our audience who I'm sure would love to hear about some of the challenges you faced as an entrepreneur and how both you've overcome them and how you've learned from them. And, you know, the pieces of advice that you could give to future entrepreneurs based on all of that experience.
0: How long is our podcast if we want to talk about challenges? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So it's been quite a journey for sure. My journey, my team's journey. And, you know, we've all, you know, really put our blood, sweat, and tears into to building this company. And we we know we're just really earned the right to be at the starting line. We're not celebrating victory. We're celebrating the opportunity to really now go forward with strength and with you as a great partner. You know, some of the challenges that we faced is that you know when we sized up the opportunity we had the conviction we knew it was the right thing to do we believed it would come we know the platformization and the adoption of technology for this business but where we started to solve the problem ultimately ended up not being the complete story we thought if we just made it easier for an advisor to do business kind of make that amazon experience you know log in click and go it shows about your doorstep If we just made it easier Financial advisors will just flock and invest more in alternative investments. It wasn't a wrong perspective, but just wasn't the complete answer. The complete answer is you have to make them feel comfortable and understand the investments in addition to making the product available. So we invested a tremendous amount of time effort and energy in advisor education. We built a state-of-the-art learning platform, artificial intelligence powered, personalized down to the actual advisor themselves. And we are now in a position where we're not only delivering a product menu, but we're delivering education and learning moments for an advisor so they understand how to allocate and invest in alternatives. That's just an example of us making sure that where you start isn't always where you end up and what journey you're on. I think the biggest challenge overall that we faced is just trying to convince people to change behavior. You know, the average age of a financial advisor is in their mid to late 50s. This is not a profile that necessarily has grown up using technology for everything. And the old ways of you know building a business are entrenched. So we are really coming in and saying, everything that you used to do in this category should be done a different way. And whenever you kind of, in any business, try to do that, you're trying to change behavior. It's a challenge. We We're winning on that front, but we're winning because we're delivering a user experience that's enjoyable and we're keeping the client experience in the center. And if you can do that, you eventually will win the hearts and minds. And when I say client, I don't just mean financial advisor, I mean asset manager too. Both sides of our platform have to get a great experience. So biggest challenge was just trying to change a mindset in an industry. And just even saying that doesn't sound like it was too small, it was a big feat, but I think we've been able to do it and uh, we're gonna keep pressing ahead. On that first point, flexibility. Always be willing to challenge your thesis and ideas every single day. And if they're not right, tear them down and rebuild them. You only have one chance to build a business.
1: It's been great chatting with you. It's been great working with you. And we look forward to a long and fruitful partnership. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Blythe. And thanks again for your commitment to us. Thank you for your time and insights. And thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Sam. See you next time.
2: obligation to update amend or clarify the information in the podcast whether as a result of new information future events or otherwise Any securities, transactions, or holdings discussed may not represent investments made by motive partners. It should not be assumed that securities, transactions, or holdings discussed, if any, were or will be profitable, or that the recommendations or decisions made in the future will be similar or will equal the performance of the securities, transactions, or holdings discussed herein. This podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are based on beliefs, assumptions, current expectations, estimates, and predictions about the financial industry, the economy, motive partners, or motive partners' investments. Nothing in the podcast should be construed or relied upon as investment, legal, accounting, tax or other professional advice or in connection with any offer or sale of securities.